Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Andrew Douglas. Andrew, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so glad it's been months in making. You're so popular that it took me, to, how many months has it been? Like, I don't know, two or three months. And, uh, and yeah, so I think it here. might be a bit longer. I think it was April that we spoke last. So apologies for that. But all good, oh, you're here wow. now. Do I have some updates for you then? Holy cow. <laughs> I long. Tell me, where are you calling from? Because it looks unbelievable behind you. Yeah, so I live in, in Costa Rica. Um, I, will, I mean, I imagine we're going to go into my story, but basically, um, you know, almost two years ago, we sold everything after I left the fire service. And, um, you know, I took a 60% pay cut to, to leave when I left. Um, and so we decided, like, let's go to Costa Rica. We, we like Latin America. Unfortunately, um, I'm, I'm now going through divorce, um, but I'm working through that. And I'm, I'm going to be living here in the time being just because I literally, you know, what's really sad is that I can't afford to live in my own country anymore like literally cannot afford to live in my own country. Um, and so going back to the United States is going to be, even though my wife or ex soon to be ex-wife and my kids went back, um, I, it's hard for me to follow financially right now until, you know, I can actually start paying myself with, with the business or if I'm trying to find like another job right now to, to supplement um, so I can get closer to my family. But I, I would love to stay here if I could. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it is one of the blue zones in the world. So one of the, the very few blue zones in the world. So there's something very special about Costa Rica Absolutely. itself. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody wants to come visit, um, please come visit us. We're only, I live in a town called Atenas. I don't know if you've ever been there. Have you, have you heard of it? No. Beautiful. It's a country, like authentic Costa Rican uh, mountain town. And some of the most amazing people in the world I've ever met have been here. And so no, it's been a great, great. I'm grateful for the opportunity and, and we'll see um, where life leads me. But right now I got to focus on today and, and, you know, making sure I'm healthy and my kids are happy and, and uh, the company's succeeding. So, yeah. So let's start with that. What is it you are focusing on right now, Andrew? Uh, so I, I think it's it's important uh, for your for your audience to kind of reflect with this because, you know, I, uh, I I was diagnosed with PTSD after a suicide attempt in 2019, and that was <laughs> it's been a roller coaster right since then. And my biggest mistake, and this this is what I want to tell your audience, my biggest mistake when I left the fire service was that. Um, I, I say I say I left for myself, but I really didn't. I left for my family and I put all my focus in my family and forgot about myself. Right. Granted, I, I my my wife wasn't working um during all this too, so we couldn't afford much. And so like I couldn't personally afford to see a therapist anymore. Um, I got cut off from my insurance. 
So I had to basically pick between paying out of pocket for medicine or a therapist. Um, and so I picked the medicine and, um, you know, so, so since all this has gone down in my life, I've totally implemented um, what's called an emergency action plan that I got from an inpatient treatment facility I went to in 2020. And that has changed, changed my life and brought me stability, even to the point where my ex-wife accused me of, of faking being in crisis because of I'm not recovered, right? But what I'm telling you is that I implemented my plan. And that started with by doing little things every day, getting one little win. So today, today, my, today, my one little win is going to be to go swim in the pool. I've been swimming in the pool for a long time, but today I've made that my one thing I'm going to do and get a win today. Um, but I started waking up at 5 a.m. every day. I first I get up, I make my bed. I make sure my, I have a clean space. I make sure I take a shower. I then go and meditate. I eat a healthy breakfast. Um, I exercise. You know, obviously with the company, we'll get into that. But I mean, I'm working nonstop with that right now, too. So how do I manage taking care of myself, number one, and uh, at the same time, have bandwidth to be able to, to run a successful company? And so just by taking those little ste steps of self-care have really have really pushed me forward. Um, I'm also in, in um, therapy with two different therapists twice a week. Like this is all things I implemented the second it happened. And so I got that. And then I'm also doing lastly, which I'm really excited about because um, I don't really have much to lose. And, and there's a lot of good evidence um, from special forces is I'm going to something called an Iboga retreat or Ibogaine is the synthesized version of it. It is a psychedelic. Um, it's currently not legal in the United States, but outside of the United States in places like Mexico, Costa Rica, it is legal because it's plant-based. Um, and it's through a, a, a setting of, you know, like I, each person has an emergency room doctor and nurses with them during during this experience. And so that's on October 9th. So coming up. So I'm maybe we'll have another episode and I can talk about my uh, my experience because I'm not really looking forward to it because what I hear is it's just absolutely the worst experience of your life. But you come out of it. Um, these special force sport forces, U.S. special forces um, members have come out of it and it's changed their life. So at the end of the day, I, I'll do whatever it takes to get me healthy so I can be happy for me and, and healthy for me and my kids and and then build um, build a company that hopefully will save a life. So there have been many people on this podcast, Andrew, but not many have packed so much in such a short introduction into the show. <laughs> my goodness, you really have uh, shared a lot of different things here and I'm going to ask you what it is that you want to sort of dive deeper. Normally I pick on something, but what do you feel is relevant for us to pursue in terms of the conversation here? You know, I could go into my story and I think our story is very powerful. I, I like to say that um, our stories by telling our stories of struggles openly and vulnerably, um, not, not only is that that powerful, but it's contagious, right? It takes one person. Um, you know, I have a lot of haters from from when I started doing what I'm doing. Um, but the amount of of emails I've, you know, I just got an email from um, uh, ICU nurse out of uh, Australia not too long ago, like saying, "Hey, I I reflect with what you're you're going through. Like I've been there, and so that that's powerful and, and keeps me going. So I, I think." A good start. Um, something that has been very effective for me personally and professionally 
that I've been trying to focus on through meditation specifically is, you know, gratitude, like having gratitude of, of every experience in your life, um, not only in the past, um, but also right now. And it's so easy. And I, and I, I'm, I just want to say, I'm really good at giving advice, but I'm a huge hypocrite, um, and don't always implement it myself. And at the same time, I, I think, uh, it's important that when we have so much going on in our lives that we slow down number one and that we 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 just have a sense of gratitude for what we have today and focus on what is your win for today and not what happened yesterday or what's going to happen in in a week or two you know obviously with the divorce i'm going through it's constantly dynamic so if i'm constantly worrying about what's going to happen next it's going to eat me alive. So what I've tried to do lately, and I, and I think for your audience, maybe they can get something from this is like, how do I keep myself for today? Focus on today. What am I going to do today to make myself better as a person and professional? So that in the, in the, the time coming forward, we can take action when something comes up and we can take action with purpose and we can take action with clarity uh, by taking care of ourselves. So yeah, that's, I think that's a good start. And I, I don't know where you want to go from that, but I'm I'm happy to dig into, I'm a pretty o raw and vulnerable person uh, because I see the value in vulnerability of, of how it's impacted my life and the doors it's open, um, not only for me personally, but professionally to become successful. And what I'd like to ask you is why do you feel that you've got a lot of haters. What, what's going on there? What is it you're you're speaking about that people are disagreeing with? I, I don't necessarily. They, so here's a good example. When I went through crisis, uh, my network support network back in the states not not people who've seen me recover or been down here the last two years, but everybody that knew the me before is like, I'm not talking to you until you go to inpatient. You know, they're talking with my ex-wife, not with me. Not one person called me and said, hey, Andrew, how are you doing? What are you doing to get yourself better? Instead, they say, no, I'm not talking to you until you go to inpatient, right? Um, so, so those same people all along I've been uh, like reflecting back on have not been the most supportive people in my life. And so what I've realized since I've been down in Costa Rica is that community and family are what you make it. Right. And I had the, the, the powerful support network I have down here and people that truly believe in me, um, which is, that's another little side story. Like a month or two ago, um, Jason, one of our investors, he, he, uh, he and I had a really open conversation and he's like, Andrew, I just want you to know, I believe in you. And I like sat with that and I might cry a little bit during all this, just so you know, I'm a pretty emotional person. Um, but my entire life, I've, I'd gone without um, without anybody ever believing in me or believing in myself, and um, and I do believe in myself now. Um, I believe that I can become healthy again. I believe that I can be the best father I can be every day, and I truly, <clears throat> my my paramedic instructor Mike Smith. Um, rest in peace. He's amazing out of Tacoma, Washington. He, um, he said something that's been very impactful for me and that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to put into our business and that 
he said, Mr. Douglas, he's like, I want you, I want you to think that you're dumb enough that you can save everybody, but I want you to be smart enough to know that you can't. And so I'm, I'm dumb enough to think that uh, our company is going to save a life uh, with what we're building. And I'm also smart enough to know that I can't do it alone. And that technology alone is not going to solve the mental health crisis that we're facing in America and around the world. And that the only way that we're truly going to solve the problem is to organize stakeholders within the system because it's a broken system issue. And I think we we focus too much on like low-hanging fruit, right? It's really easy to fix the things that are easy to fix. But why don't we get to the root cause of it, organize all the stakeholders, meaning mental health professionals, anybody that's affected, politicians, and, and let's actually co-create the solution together. Let's focus on the things that the values that we have uh, shared, shared values that we can actually accomplish this mission together. And so at the end of the day, that's that's what I'm I'm hoping to do and be a part of that conversation. And what I'm hearing here is is this understanding that you know you can't do this alone and that a collaboration is needed to to do this to go forward it's your dream it's your vision absolutely but you've now understood this is where i now have to say i can't do this anymore on my own and it's it's a really powerful thing to to recognize that yeah i mean i think doing anything alone in life is is we're we're as human beings we were not meant to be alone we're we were meant to be a part of a community and so you know, I'm trying to take the approach just just with what I can control. And from my idea is that um, and, and this is where we differ from all of our competition within the market space is that we want to build this sense of community, right? Community is what will help you heal. You know, our slogan is, is share, connect, heal. If we share our feelings openly and vulnerably, vulnerably, and we connect with the community of people that support us, we will find we will find peace and and health. And so, um, you know, that's, uh, it's a lot to undertake. And at the same time, you know, I, I, I feel that, that we can do this together. And I, I think it, it just, it, for me and not to get on a sidebar, I do like to sidebar quite a bit. So I apologize to your, your audience. But you you see the divisiveness that's going on in our world today. And like for me, like I, I just I, I stand for compassion and well-being for myself and all others. And I I I wish I could have everybody think that way too, but it, the reality is is they can't. So it's it's what I can do today to show compassion and love for somebody else who's struggling. Um to be able to impact their life and hopefully through my actions that they will have seen the impact it made for them like it people had done for me and that's how we'll we'll make a big change in this mental health space and as with other guests who've come on the show and shared their their story it seems to me that there has been a void a a lack that you are now hoping to fill so you're providing something that you wish you could have had yourself. I mean, literally, we're building what I wanted. Uh, what what everything I experienced when it comes to stigma, isolation, and access to care. Um, those are the three things that that I've experienced that um, have been very difficult. And 
we I also recognize that, you know, specifically we're in the niche market of first responders right now. Um, we we found a new market in pilots. Um, we've one of our new investors is an emergency room physician that wants to bring it to his his physician group. So we're we're learning that that this what is affecting first responders um, when it comes to like their livelihood of asking for help and potentially losing their job or being suspended and not making money is happening all across the world for pilots, lawyers, anybody with a license potentially can get suspended if they seek mental health care. Or let's say you got a DUI because of your mental health. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be punished for the DUI. You should. But let's look at why did that person get a DUI? Right. Let's get the let's start. We we love to be reactive in, in America, uh, our medicine and everything's reactive. Like, let's start being proactive with stuff. And um, so, yeah, no, I'm it's I'm excited with what, what we got going. And um, it's overwhelming to go from idea to revenue and under six months and and not have a network of people to help you and just building that through vulnerability. That's what it's been of me openly telling my story and saying, Hey, I'm crazy. And I think that I can save a life. And if you believe in me, follow me and let's build this together um, to hopefully save a life. And and that's the, the, the thing that's really been overwhelming too, is that, you know, here are fire agencies that, you know, they need to spend public, tax dollars appropriately and make sure there's value being brought to the taxpayers and there's like a savings and, and the difference approach that we've taken versus our our competitors is again this this realization that alone technology and myself is not going to solve this problem so you have some some skin in the game too let's work closely together to to build out uh Ciento connect which we're doing right now um Thankfully, we just got a big influx of investor funds to be able to build this out in two weeks. Um, but the idea is like, how how do we how do we connect an individual near crisis or in crisis and get a peer that is trained by their side? Um, imagine it as a first responder nine one one, right? We need help too, and we are the worst people to take care of ourselves. And you'll see that in doctors and nurses too. Anybody in the healthcare field does not take care of themselves, so. Yeah, no, it's um, it's been a an amazing opportunity and ride along the way so far, and I imagine it's going to continue to get crazier as time goes on. But at the same time, I think we're truly onto something that's going to save somebody's life, and we're taking a different approach than what's already out there through the sense of community. And then another thing we do that's pretty cool that this is what I wanted because I've learned how important feelings and emotions are, not only not only what they are because I was so numb before from the things that I've seen that I didn't know anything but anger. Um, but let's start to teach people about their emotions and feelings, right? And so when an individual comes on our platform and expresses anonymously how they feel, we utilize AI technology to detect the underlying feelings and emotions from that post. And there's some proprietary stuff I cannot talk about yet. Um, however, there's nothing out there right now with what we're doing. And, and it's, it's based on how I have a badass team that is amazing and they truly believe in my long-term vision of the company which is from a push of a button until you're healthy we'll be by you the entire time because uh sorry because i never had an advocate when i was struggling and uh if if i have to experience this pain 
and go through breaking a marriage because of my PTSD and my actions of not getting help. <clears throat> if I can make it so one person never has to go through what I have, I've done my job. And uh, yeah, no, I'm going to change the world. I believe you. Oh, sorry. I don't like crying. Well, you you just said earlier that you you now have you know about feelings and emotions, and you only only had anger before you were numb from everything else. the The thing about being able to access emotions is that all emotions are useful. They all serve you in the moment with information about what's going on. And people do try and numb emotions. They do try, you know, with lots of different ways of doing that. And, you know, alcohol could be one of those reasons that you mentioned earlier about the DUI. It could be from that perspective that people are trying to numb and push away what's going on. Yeah, we we find a lot in the fire service specifically. Um, alcohol is a huge problem, huge problem. Uh, I personally, when I went through my crisis, I personally quit on the spot drinking, right? Because Again, that's part of my emergency action plan. And if you don't have one and you have issues with PTSD or depression and you haven't heard of one, Google it. I imagine there's something out there, but have that in place, right? And that's one of those things to have in place is a checkbox to check. Stop drinking. Yeah. Don't drink. So, I mean, I haven't drank in over a month. Um, and it was easy for me because like I saw what I was using alcohol as as this numbing agent to avoid the feelings that I didn't want to feel. And so you see that, I mean, it's bad in the fire service. Like everything revolves around drinking, everything. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to start preaching about the, the the poison that alcohol is for the body, mind and spirit, because it, it really is. And, and I, I don't drink either. So I, I'm a big advocate of, of removing alcohol from your body. But let, I'm not going to go into that now. What I do want to do is, just pick up on something you said earlier, which was to talk about focusing on today and what we can control. And I guess, you know, alcohol comes into that conversation, but it is understanding what you are able to affect and what you can do, and then also understand what you can't and let go of it. Well, it's so easier said than done, right? Like, and, and again, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and be this person to tell people that I'm perfect and, and that I can control my day-to-day -day actions. However, what I would say is do meditation. Seriously. I know, I know it's five minutes. Like it, my my friend, so my friend here in Costa Rica, Shalene, he's from Kashmir, India, and is big into yoga and has like a yoga retreat and and big into meditation. And he goes, I want you to do this meditation once a day in the morning. For 90 days straight. It's only five minutes of your time, three to five minutes of your time. So there's no excuse to not do it. Um, meditation is the best form of grounding yourself, number one, calming your mind and connecting with yourself to make good sound decisions and choices or to keep us in that moment, right? Because like when you're meditating, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't meditate because like, all these thoughts come into my head as I'm doing it. And it's like, that's the whole point. That's okay. Right. It's like, okay, this thought of like, oh, I need to do this comes up. Okay. Thanks for being there, but you need to step aside. I need to focus back my, on myself and in my breath. 
So if, if you implement meditation in your daily life and you, you make it an intent to stay focused on today and not worry about things in the future, you will find success. You're going to fail a lot and that's okay, right? Failure is how we learn the most. Um, but as long as you're taking the action to continually do it, like that, that's how you're going to stay grounded in, in the present, present moment. I love that. Absolutely. Meditation's incredible. Mm -hmm. Andrew, tell me more about the purpose behind this, that the podcast is called Focus on Why. What sits into that space for you when we talk about purpose? You know, um, I'm probably going to cry again. <clears throat> again, we, um, one of the most powerful things to me about being a, a paramedic was the ability to walk into somebody's house, gain their trust without them even knowing me, gain, gaining the trust to even have me go through their wallet to give them some cash or grab something from it, right? Or get something. Like the honor that comes with that feeling of, of somebody believing in you, trusting you, um, was so powerful for me. And I missed that so much and I lost my purpose. And Honestly, uh, I've uh, I found that purpose again today, and my team has showed me that. And um, they they've worked their asses off for free, basically, all based on this crazy guy's vision that you can push a button and we can connect you with somebody, and that we can hopefully save your life. And throughout the way, we're going to be there with you until you're healthy again. And they believe in me. And, and so I've found my, my purpose again. Um, and, and it's based on that same feeling that I had when I was a paramedic of that, that level of trust. And, um, it's a, it's a powerful thing for people to, to give you, right. Cause it is a gift. And so the last thing I ever want to do is jeopardize that trust and gift that I've been given, um, which is also my now new purpose in life. Um, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm excited where life's going. It's, it's, it hurts. But again, like I said before, if I, if I have to be the person to go through this pain now, so that <clears throat> nobody after me has to go through it, like there's a better way of, of, you don't have to destroy your life. Like PTSD is recoverable. It's not, it's not going to be with you. I mean, it's going to be with you the rest of your life, but it's not going to control your life. You need all, all, all going to a psychologist and going to inpatient facilities. All they're doing is giving you tools for you to be in control of your PTSD, not your PTSD in control of you. And so that's what I want to preach is that um, there is hope in recovery. And it just takes, it takes a lot of introspection and a lot of work. It's taken me five years to get to where I'm at today. And, and again, like my, my ex-wife, accused me of faking everything because within three days of coming back into country my story is pretty crazy my my crisis story i decided it'd be a great idea to go to el salvador i'll leave it at that and she she thinks it was she thinks it's all a fake because she's not done to work on herself i've grown over the last year and she hadn't and had not seen the changes in within me had not reached out to my network my support network that was helping me in those moments to see what I was doing. So at the end of the day, 
you know, we can't rely on anybody else but ourselves. And if if you deep down inside believe in what you're doing is the right path, follow it because those doors, those positive doors will continue to open. And I feel that I'm I'm on the right path again and um I'm not perfect and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit hit row bumps along the way and that's okay. But as long as I have that support and community and I love myself and care for myself, it makes it that much easier to get out of the shit. When you've been working really hard on it, you know what to do. You just got to implement it. Um, that's the hardest part, and which is why I'm a huge advocate of having an emergency action plan on your phone, number one, that you can dig into and say, okay, I need to start listening to this music because I'm depressed. I need to start eating healthy again. I need to quit drinking. I need to exercise. I need to do all these good things for me right now. And you just follow it because you don't have to think. It's a checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. You don't need to think about what to do. You already know what to do. Just start following it. I recently had a guest on the show back in episode 366. Her, her name's Dr. Susanna Pecci, and we were talking about psychological trauma. And a lot of people in the personal development space uh, use their experiences or see their experiences as a gift. And we decided that actually it's not a gift. It's just a catalyst. It's a shift in in what's happened to us to then recognize that we can't allow this to happen anymore which is why we become so purpose-driven and so focused and I'm hearing it with your story here that it it is it's definitely not a gift you know we don't want to wish this on anybody to have had these experiences but as society is evolving and how it's changed there are so many people out there who have experiences of a trauma and or some kind of PTSD event that has become overwhelming for people. So what you've created is going to be incredible. And I'm so excited for you. I mean, I can see how passionate you are. I, I feel like it's you're just sort of scraping the surface. And as you said, that there's gotta be there's gonna be some lot of ripple effects coming off this piece of work that you're doing. And you may never get to hear of any lives that you get to save, but you know that there are going to be some out there. Well, I mean, it's just like being a paramedic, right? You know, a lot of times when we bring people to the hospital, we don't know what happens afterwards, right? But, you know, a good example I can think of, um, my, my partner Jake and I were going to this uh, minor car wreck, right? And so we're lollygagging, getting their stuff, getting there, we show up, and this guy's got a missing leg. like amputated legs craziness right my partner jumped into action and put a tourniquet on this guy's leg and put a second tourniquet on his leg and saved his life right i don't know what his outcome is going to be afterwards but i know that that one thing my partner did made an impact on that person's life and that he will live right and so it can kind of translate that way um you know in in what you're saying too right is that you might not know the outcome but deep down inside, you know what you did made an impact. And I think that's what matters most is that, you know, we can, how can we all make an impact on somebody's life today? Like, just be nice to people. That's what I loved about my old fire department. Our motto was be nice, respond efficiently and execute flawlessly. And so I brought that to my team 
um, I used to work for West Pierce Fire and Rescue. Give them a shout out. They, they're a great agency that takes care of people. And um, so I've, I've brought that motto to our team because it's so easy to just be nice to people. So easy. All you got to do is just sit there with like an open heart and look and just listen and be just be nice. So I don't know. It just this world makes me sad sometimes. But all we can do again is through our own actions, um, prove prove that there is a there is a better way of doing things in life, and and that's what I hope I can be an example for. And the metaphor there of of the tourniquet is taken into your work it, from a perspective of knowing that you are going to be that immediate ability to to respond to where someone is right now and and fix it quickly but then know that the work that from the app and the, that you're going to be doing is is in a longer term it's going to is hand holding throughout that process as you say till they're healthy and it is very much a case of there is more proactivity instead so there yes reacting because you're reacting to where they are right now but there is that proactive nature of people can then can take control of their own lives well and i see mental health and and maybe you might see it in a different lens but i see there's like three pillars within the mental health space right you have prevention you have management and you have crisis so i in my opinion i think management everybody does management right when you look at all the apps that are out there today you Everything is about management, which is great. More resources, great. But nobody's solving a problem because everybody's too afraid of crisis because of the liability piece. And I have nothing to lose, right? I, I would rather, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Well, that's what we've been doing, right? And nobody's taking a risk on that crisis piece and willing to get potentially sued. Um, but I'd rather get sued trying to save somebody's life than to keep doing the same thing that we've been doing and put out another resource that is not solving the problem. So we want to solve the problem and then also focus a lot on prevention because prevention is so important. How can we give people tools early on in life or early on in their career as a first responder to be able to mitigate the challenges that you're going to face so that you can live a healthy and happy life? And not get to where Andrew's at, where he's crying on a podcast and um, his wife's divorcing him. And, you know, like th there's a better way, right? Like I, I truly deep down, I mean, I can't change the past. Had I been in therapy the whole time, I don't think I would be getting a divorce. But again, it's a broken system in the United States. Here is an individual that sacrificed, and I'm not trying to toot my horn, own horn or play victim here, just so you know, I'm just trying to bring facts. I, I medically retired because of PTSD. It's clear, clear as day. I've been a part of very major incidences that would mess up anybody. You get support, but then they go, oh, no, you're crazy. You're so crazy that we're going to pay you some money, but you're not crazy enough to not, you can still work. So see you later. Like, we'll retrain you. And so then they cut off all your medical benefits. So the last year and a half, I've been without medical benefits waiting to get retrained, right? And that's why I've taken everything into my own hands because if, if you don't take things into your own hands and you rely on the government, I'm not trying to say talk politics, but I'm just saying as a fact, if you don't take control of your life in your own hands and you rely on the government, you're going to wait a year and a half to get into a retraining program. 
you're going to lose your purpose. You're going to lose your drive in life. So that's another thing that we want to tackle is as, as a company is like, okay, let's stop leaving people at home alone, isolated outside of a space. How can we have a space where we can keep these people engaged with each other and continuing to progress in, in recovery instead of leaving them at home? Is that going to save the, the taxpayers a lot of money? Yep. But nobody's implemented it yet. So hopefully we can be a part of that change. I like politics. So I'm, I, I used to do it with the union. So I know the right people to talk to. And so I'm going to start pushing some buttons eventually when I got a bandwidth to do it. Well, I, I can feel it coming. It's, it's there. It's bubbling to the surface for sure. Andrew, how would people get in contact with you? Share what it is, that, the app, how they can get access to that as well. Yeah. So um, best way to get a hold of me is probably email. Um, Andrew at Ciento, which is S I E N T O dot I O. And again, we picked that name strategically because Jason, my co-founder is Canadian. He's had to move back to Canada, but we met in Costa Rica. And so Ciento means I feel in Spanish. So we felt like that was a good representation of our company. Well, what we want people to do is to be able to feel again. Um, and, um, another way social media. So I'm fairly active on LinkedIn. I'll send you a link with that. Um, and then, We'll be doing a lot of organic social media content, um, and I'll send you some links to Ciento's um, um, content generation machine, I guess you could say, which is important in business today, which I hate. I hate social media. Um, it's an it's an uh, unnecessary evil. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, reach out to me if anybody anybody needs somebody to just listen, and I'm 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 happy to be that person. Um, Sorry if I don't have the bandwidth and I say no. And that's an important thing I'm having to learn with. And here's another good thing for your viewers. Um, that was part of my biggest mistake in my life. Or one of the biggest failures in my life has the, been the inability to say no to people. And what I've realized since started doing, I've started doing business is the power and no is actually sometimes a bigger yes. And you giving yourself the the bandwidth to be able to accomplish the mission you're on by saying no will open up opportunity later for that no to turn into a yes so um yeah well i think you just late you just titled the podcast there with the power of no that's a, a very powerful oh, message sweet. i like it <laughs> i didn't mean to do that but okay great it, it, the titles always come out of what whatever the guest says at some point and and there's a, a real sort of key message behind it and it sort of underlines or underscores for for me what it is that we want to try and achieve from sharing this message today and there there's been a huge focus on on the on what we can control on collaboration on community mm -hmm. or we've talked about stigma isolation and and the access to care that you're trying to accomplish here we've talked about trust and belief and support and your incredible motto from your old fire station, which of being nice, you know, and responding efficiently and executing flawlessly. Again, the three pillars that you, you're focused on. There's, there's so much here. There is so much to sort of really share with, with people. We need another episode. <laughs> You'll have, how about this? How about this? Your viewers can come. So we're starting a podcast for, um, for Siento. It's called Share, Connect, Heal, right? Which is kind of our motto too. And that's our motto externally from the company's sake. 
Um, but I love we'll continue the conversation on ours because it's it's more like this, this raw, open vulnerability and then learning other people's perspectives and connecting with that. Incredible. Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. I'll put all, put all the links into the show notes. So thank you for that. I would like to say thank you from a little humble town in England to the incredible blue zone of Costa Rica. So thank you so much for sharing your focus on why here today, Andrew. Do you have some final words, please, for the listener? Yeah, well, first off, I, I just want seriously, deep down, bottom of my heart, thank you for taking a risk on me and believing in me to to bring me on. I know I cold called you and reached out to you. So so it was a risk, but I, I hope that your viewers really truly got something from this. That that's at the end of the day, it's not about my app, it's not about a business, it's about, you know, my experience. Like I hope that somebody can take something from it and make a positive impact in their life. But um um, if I could give anybody, um, any of your viewers, one last piece of advice is it's, uh, number one, have faith in something other than yourself. And I'm not saying God, right? Like believe in what you want, but you need to have faith in something other than yourself. You need to believe in yourself and forgive yourself to be able to push forward. So the two biggest pieces of advice I've gotten or been told lately that have impacted my life. Number one was from one of our investors, Jason, saying, I believe in you, which made me believe in myself. Another piece of advice, this is a very powerful one. His name's John Kelly. He does a podcast um, uh, out of Florida. He's an ex-police officer. And he's he's kind of a like brash, brash in your face kind of guy and no, no bullshit. And he said, you need to forgive yourself. And if if you if you can if you can forgive yourself for your past for things hurtful things that you've done to yourself and others truly forgive yourself have faith in something else other than yourself you will find healing it's a fact how has this conversation had an impact on you what value have you received from tuning in what are your reflections with actions Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.